0: The, the question of the MDGs, um, as you say, was sort of bound historically um, at a time when um, at the turn of the century we believed that we could actually begin to address the structural issues. But I think if you sort of fast forward to where we are now, as the previous two speakers were said, the, the targets themselves were low. But I think one of the problems about ascribing to a global platform such as the MDGs is that you lose the nuances in each country that mm. you're specifically dealing with. Um, and, I mean, we, we know that Sub-Saharan Africa taken as a whole uh, itself is, is lagging behind and two days ago in the business report, Business Day, uh, there was an analysis that many of the goals are not going to be reached. But I think if you focus on specifically into South Africa, the inequality levels were mentioned which have both historic drivers under apartheid but also current drivers. One of the main problems in South Africa is that poverty, inequality and unemployment are linked intrinsically. If you look at the incredibly high levels of unemployment, 36% of people of working age um, are not in the workforce. And the majority of workers who lose their jobs don't find jobs again. Um, You've got to start asking how do we structure, how do we have to restructure our economy? To take heed of this, I mean, solving poverty is not just about giving people money. While on the one hand, our social security system has been extremely useful in terms of addressing some of the sort of most urgent needs, we now have about 15 and a half million people receiving social grants. But that's not going to, in the longer term, change anything. Something in the some analysis in the in the paper of uh, Sunday, in the Sunday Times, Kevin Lings was saying. Of those people who have money to purchase, most of the purchases, as you say, are going for imported luxuries. So we're not actually reinforcing the kind of manufacturing base that we need to give decent jobs to people who are coming into the labour market. Yes, we're producing more, we're manufacturing much more, but where's the demand? And we're not really seeing that demand coming from government. We're not seeing that demand coming from the public sector. But that demand for growing luxury goods from the international market is definitely there. We're and we're buying it on credit. Exactly. Now the only way that you can really stimulate local demand for locally produced goods is by redistribution of income um, and that's really the big thing that nobody wants to talk about since 1994. In 1994 there was discussion about a kind of democracy dividend attacks on historically privileged white people. We've completely moved away from mm. that. We tend to think that includes that growth is going to be inclusive and if we just play the global game we're going to catch up but we can't play catch up given the historic legacy. So we actually need to be looking at specific things that address the, the challenges in our society such as the national minimum wage that Kasatu is suggesting of three and a half thousand. You've actually got to draw the markers down and say both to the privileged um, and to capital that in order to have a sustainable future we've really got to significantly shift our thinking and then reap the kind of the the, the multiple rewards that 5, 10, 15 years down the line is going to happen. But I mean if you look at the NDP, the National Development Plan, the inequality level there, the target again like the MDGs is extremely low from the inequality that they measure now of 0.69 on the Gini coefficient, they target by 2030 written by a government and and, and the commission, is 0.6, which is still one of the highest in the world. So how we use targets and and how we actually Uh set for ourselves the kind of goals that we want to see for this inclusive society is something which is significant before you even start looking at whether or not we achieve those goals.